Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scarred Lands, Sins of Shells are Dead Man's Rust, Season 2, Episode 3. This week, our adventurers will be formally entering the Broadreach Horizon for the first time, headed to uh, the Horse Clan Village. But before we get too far into that, um, I did want to just bring a couple things up, uh, make a few quick announcements. Uh, first off, I want to remind everybody that you can pre-order Dead Man's Rust, the campaign that we are playing through right now, uh, at Backer Kit, and that if you do pre-order it, you can get access to the manuscript as it stands right now and start running your group through Dead Man's Rust. That link is up in the chat. I also uh, want to remind everybody that Save Against Fear is this weekend. Uh, it's a convention that benefits um, the Bodana Group, who do uh, therapeutic tabletop gaming work. Uh, it's a really cool cause. Uh, they do some fantastic work. Uh, there are games that are being run and coordinated through uh, Start Playing Games. And so you can hop in as a player. I think there's still slots to hop in as a game master as well. There's going to be panels, uh, several of which are going to be dealing with therapeutic use of tabletop. But there's also going to be a couple of uh, panels like regarding specific settings. I'm going to be speaking on three panels this weekend, one of which is the Crossroads Content panel on uh, Saturday, which I'm super excited about. That's the setting that... Uh, Rich Thomas created in high school and has been playing ever since. And it's finally uh, released for the public to, to check out. It's available at the Drive-Thru RPG. Uh, but if you're available and want to check out some online gaming uh, this weekend, head over to the Bodana Group's page to learn about Savian Sphere. Um, and then I wanted to also remind everyone that uh, the Indie Press Revolution Halloween sale is going on right now, and that includes a whole bunch um, of Scarredlands materials. So half off uh, numerous Onyx Path books, dice, uh, various accessories, including the Scarredlands Player's Guide, the Wise and the Wicked, and the Creature Collection. So get those things for half off for the traditionally printed offset print. Nice, real pretty uh, books there. So head over there and uh, get yourself into the Scarred Lands if you've not yet done so already. Um, before we dive in and recap, let's have everybody uh, do our intros real quick. I don't think we've done them since the first episode of the season. So um, let's start things off with uh, Alan. Please tell us who you are, what you do, who you're playing, pronouns and pronouns. Okay, uh, I'm Malena, she, her. I'm playing Alan, who's also she, her. Um, Alan is a uh, ironbred, and so it's like a horse person. Um, and she's basically, if the witcher was a horsewoman, <laughs> Um, and in real life, I am an artist and just creative person from Chicago land, Chicago-ish. And I do some things on Twitter and Instagram and Patreon just at Malena Deneno, but no promises. I'm very uh, slaky. <laughs> awesome. Uh, next up, Charlene, please give us your pertinence. 
Hey there, I'm Corey Frang, aka Narf on the interwebs, uh, and today I will be, or they, them, and I will be playing Char Long, also they, them, the orc sorcerer uh, with great axe. You can see the picture right, right there. Love it, love it. Next up, Haiku, please give us your pertinence. Hey guys, uh, I'm Mike. I am Mike Butin pretty much everywhere. Um, I am an artist, and today I'm playing Haiku, the uh, warlock uh, tiefling, um, with some PTSD. <laughs> That's pretty fun to play. <laughs> right on. And uh, last but not least, that brings us to Charlie. Please give us your pertinence. Uh, I am Sarah Sharnover, she, her. I am playing Charlie, she, her, or they, them. Uh, I am a author and a YouTuber and Twitch game player. I don't want to call myself a gamer. That's weird. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I have books on Amazon and I do things. Oh, and I have a podcast where I talk about Twin Peaks. Thumbs the things. That is true. The Twin, Twin Freaks podcast, which is available, I think, everywhere where podcasts are casted in that is pods. correct and on a youtube channel so. and that uh brings us to me travis leg he him or they they're all fine um and i'll be the uh game master uh for this and all of our sessions and uh not with us tonight is uh Ithrin as she is far away in the distant land of the upper peninsula at a secret location uh engaged in some sort of ritualistic gathering with other tabletop gaming type folks. Um, so uh, I promised we would try not to kill her while she was gone. So uh, speaking of killing player characters, uh, you all just got into a, a fight with some undead that you had identified as being, um, as wearing the sort of iconography of Glivodotel, the city of necromancers on the western border of the Hornsaw Forest. Uh, they have a horrifying reputation of being just effectively worshippers of death who wish to kill every living thing on Skarn and then rule over its reanimated corpses. That's kind of the, the gist of what you know about Glibidotel. Uh, you also know they had this little dispatch of undead who you handily destroyed. You were able to uh, loot the bodies and then continue on your way. Um, did you have anything else that you wanted to do before you left the area where the, the fight had taken place? I don't have anything, but I am I would looking. would like to not at... be infected. <laughs> That's fair. Um. I'm just looking at like little icons on top of a, a screen of infinite black. So um, I am in the universe, just so you know. You are in the universe, and I will keep that in mind. Okay. Um, but no, I didn't have anything I wanted to do other than, yeah, that'd be cool if we weren't infected. Since <laughs> I didn't even do anything, and I got infected by proximity, and I don't appreciate it. You don't even know what you're infected with. I didn't it's get infected, not though, right? You did not get infected. Right. It's not that you get infected with like 
oh, I have the million dollars comes out my ears when I sleep. (laughs) That's not an infection. You got the polka dot man thing where you just vomit like rainbows. Yeah, no, that's not okay. I don't want that. Um, All right. You gather your things um, and begin making your way to uh, Equus, the horse clan village. As you're on approach, uh, you do see off in the distance when you're probably 7,500 yards from uh, where Dradaki has said the entrance to this place is. Um, you see up ahead just a little bit further, several hollow legionnaires uh, kind of out in a clearing uh, running combat maneuvers. Is this sort of thing normal around here? Who are you asking? Jardaki, I guess. Jardaki says, wouldn't know, haven't been here in many a year. I haven't. I didn't know that the Hollow Legionnaires had this many people this far outside the, the Leaning Valley, though. Should we try to figure out what's going on or just uh, get past them? I mean, I would assume it's none of our business. We don't even need to actually pass them. We can certainly uh, just go into the village. But if you want to go investigate, we certainly can as well. I mean, um, I mean, it's interesting, but. Well, I'm certain we'll have some time once we've gotten inside as well. And frankly, my feet hurt. He uh, continues sort of edging you along toward the entryway. Um, You come to a place where the trees are starting to sort of collapse inward a little bit, creating like a copse of trees. And uh, as you step in, you see an archway. Um, Looks like it's crafted from trees that were like deliberately grown to build this arch. And out in front of it, you see there are two guards. And I will let each of you make a perception and or just a straight wisdom check if you'd like. I got a 15. 12. Not 20. Damn. Sherlock? Uh, 17. Okay. Um, Alland, you're the only one in the group that notices, uh, but there are two elves up in each of the trees that are on either side of the uh, arch. Posted, carrying longbows, and they're blended in remarkably well with those leaves. Elf like, archers, how cliche. Like you, uh, <laughs> you, uh, 
are surprised you noticed them? I elbow haiku and like look up at the tree. Like Excellent. discreetly. <laughs> Still trying to like see it. I'm like, I don't see shit. <laughs> uh, the two elves standing outside the door step forward as you approach. Uh, and they too are covered uh, in tattoos. Um, they're wearing cloaks with hoods. Uh, very loose fitting sleeveless tunics that wrap down to about mid thigh. And you can see they've got tattoos, necks, uh, chest tattoos, arm tattoos, some facial work, some leg work. Um, if you'd like to each go ahead and make a history check. And I will give advantage. Holy advan shit, that 20. Hey. Somebody's dialogue what is, is broken. <laughs> it's making up for all the ones you didn't get before. Um, Corey, you won't have advantage, but you will have the bonus from your tattoo supplies. So if you have uh, expertise in those or anything like that. I got an 18. I got 11. What did Charlotte get? 13. Beautiful. So, um, Haiku and Alan, you both recognize that um, these tattoos are indicators of age. They're indicators of kind of station within the clans and indicators of what clan they belong to. Um, and you notice with your natural 20, Alan, um, you recognize the tattoos because you've actually done some trade with, uh, elf probably five years ago that was in Shelzar that was, tattooed with the similar markings. Wait, so I recognize that they're that they're of the horse clan of the the elves. Yes. Are of the horse clan. Yeah, there are you know that there are like 30 clans of of elves in the Broadreach Rise. OK. I um, I will say it's like, oh, shit. Uh, kind of like in a breath, you know, not to be disrespectful to them. It's like the elves are from the horse clan. Do you see the tattoos? I guess to Sherlung because Sherlung likes the tattoos. Do you know anything about this clan? Do I, Travis? Uh, sure. Mostly, uh, you know that they're expert equestrians. That's where they got their name. They raise and breed horses. Uh, also, they're kind of the default leader 
of the Broadreach clans after the Unicorn clan uh, didn't return with the rest of them. Yeah, so I'll say that. The first one speaking says, uh, what is your business? We were just coming here, uh, the player question, we were coming here to um, just take a night's rest in a city, right? Yeah, your ultimate aim is to drop Dragaki off in Freehome, which is the uh, land, the village of the Broadreach Dwarves. We're just stopping here for supplies and rest. Uh, we're on our way to Freehome, and we'd like to stop for supplies and rest. They nod. Uh, the inn is past Town Square. Uh, when you first go in, uh, you'll pass the faith shrines if you need to make it any prayers to your gods, so be it. And then uh, go through Town Square, past Town Hall, and you'll see the Wayfinders Inn on the other side. Thank you. Or just, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, they just say, just uh, obey the laws, behave yourselves, and enjoy your stay. I step aside. Is there a good shop for weapons around here? Several. How far away was that encounter with the undead that we had? Oh, probably half a day's travel. Um. Do You think we should, um, I kind of ask discreetly if anyone else thinks we should let the guards know that there were undead half a day's travel from their city. What language are you asking discreetly in? Uh, probably just common. There's 85 flavors of common in Skardlands. Uh, uh, you all speak Shelzari, and chances are fairly yeah, sure. good. Nobody here does. Um, I'll use our, our, our home language. Yeah. Shelzar. Um, so, yeah, you, you, you're asking the rest of the group, really? Yeah. Uh, probably couldn't hurt. Just, I don't know how common it is around here. Yeah, I feel like it's the kind of thing I'd want to, uh, you know, traveler to tell me. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll mention it to the guards, uh, we back in it you said Ildian was the trade common Lydian yeah. Lydian uh in Lydian uh, we uh ran into a a pack of undead about uh half a day's journey northeast of northwest of here hmm it's not terribly common to see glivid tell let their forces get this far. But I appreciate the heads up. Were they still wandering? I can send some scouts. Uh, no. <laughs> Took care of the ones we came across. Good. Anything else you may have noticed? Maybe don't touch the bodies. Is that what I'm getting right? That's what happened last time? None of you know you're even carrying the infection. Oh, never mind then. Don't say that. 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. That's very neighborly of you to tell us. Had a question. Yeah. Uh, how many days was last game? Uh, last game was like nine days. Nine days. So that's 45 gold, right? Yes. Okay. I haven't so, been keeping uh, track of that. I figured he was going to pay us when we got there. As you head in, you walk past, um, you can feel sort of like a tickling on your flesh as you walk underneath this arch, uh, like you're stepping into a, a, a magical effect of some kind. Um, the first thing you know are four standing stones. Each of those standing stones is dedicated to one of the divine victors. Uh, the principal gods worshipped on Skarn. Uh, now there are normally eight gods are considered the divine victors. Only four of them are uh, given a shrine here, which are uh, Denev, who's technically not even a god. Um, she's a titan. Uh, Corian, Madriel, and Tenille. Um None of the other gods are represented. Does anyone want to uh, any? I feel like Ithrin is going to want to stop at the Denev shrine because we met their um name not nymphs, dryad, right? And yeah, they the were dryad, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um in fact she just says, uh, you go ahead, I'll meet up with you at the um at the inn. sits down and starts performing some rituals. Anybody else going to stop at any of those shrines? Okay. Uh, as soon as you get in, you see the town square. It's kind of a bustling. You know, there's several huts that are set up. Um, looks like semi-permanent installations for various shops, various uh, crafts folk. You can also see that each corner of the town square is filled with like small tent cities uh, that appear to have elves. You can tell uh, for sure, Alan, given your natural 20 earlier, that these elves are of different clans. Looks like maybe most, if not all, of the clans are represented by the elves that are sort of wandering around and um, or but congregated in these little tent pockets around the town square. Um, you can smell fresh cooking coming from a couple of different directions, several different dishes. Uh, you don't smell anything that strikes you as being uh, particularly uh, like exotic or strange, but it all smells very good. Um, and yeah, uh, you can either decide to go kind of investigate the town square if you'd like, or you can just beeline your way to the inn. Uh, Dradaki does turn to you and says, I have a friend I need to catch up with. 
he takes off his coin purse and he hands it to, um, I would say probably, uh, Charlie and says, um, I will meet back up with you at the end tonight and get you the uh, balance of what I owe you. He takes off. What would the rest of you like to do? Do you want to check out the town square or do you want to head straight to the end? I want to find a place that sells like weapons, particularly like magic weapons. Okay. So you two are looking for magic weapons. Um, what about Sharlone? Uh, I would probably be looking for tattoo inks, but I haven't been writing down any of the money that he owed us yet. Uh, so your total travel would have been... Nineteen days. So ninety-five gold each. And he probably gave you each seventy-five in that coin purse. Are we all taking our part or am I putting it in the party fund? I've kind of already been adding the gold that I got to my inventory. Yeah, me too. So take 150 off of that. Um, I just figured everybody's going to take their own then. Yeah. Um, sorry to do this in the middle of the game session, but can you tell me how much the crafting gold piece cost for a level three spell tattoo is? Like this, this uh, once per day scrollish effect kind of tattoo. Yeah, I sent you that formula on Discord. Do you have that easy, easily accessible? Because I can look up the actual. Um, magic item spell scroll. I don't see like the cost. I think that it's was 100. in gold per it's based off the um the cost in xanathars so you're looking at uh, a third level spell is 500 gold okay the spell and then your inks cost what is 100 per level Is that right? Well, it would be based on the... You'd spend the amount based on the crafting cost of the... Right, but you it's 500 gold just to craft the... Te- just to craft an item at that level. Mm-hmm. And, you have, and then your inks cost 100 per level, okay. I believe. And then if you cast... Um, Mage craft... Yeah, each craft beforehand, then you can cut that man. Mm-hmm. So, as you're going around shopping for a magic item, um, 
which one of you is going to be the primary uh, shopper, I guess? Uh, I think me. I only have like daggers right now. All right. Why don't you go ahead and give me a um, persuasion check? If you don't mind, as you're kind of walking around, talking to people, asking questions, just looking around, seeing what there is to see. This is a rather um, you've 13. grown. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I got a thirteen. Okay, uh, you've grown somewhat accustomed to like being surrounded by greenery at this point. You've done enough travel through the woods that just the woods themselves don't seem unusual to you. Um, but you have not yet actually set foot in like an elven city. And the fact, as you're sort of walking around and, and taking things in, it really starts to sink into you just how much this place incorporates the life around it into it. Um, every building is either crafted from a tree or uh more most of them looking like they were magically crafted from a tree so rather than cutting a tree down and building it out of lumber uh these are like hollowed out with magic and the trees are still alive and vibrant um you notice there just seems to be kind of a general aura of like harmony that people seem to have you see a lot more people walking around with like animal pets and much more um in shells are you're accustomed to people carrying pets that also can serve as personal security partially because of the ban on weapons in shells are there's not a ban on having like a hellhound on a chain in shells are though so that's the kind of pets you'll often see in the street things that might kill somebody if they get if they get aggravated you know um, these are like people have squirrels that they're talking to on their shoulders and, and you know, uh, birds. You notice almost nothing is leashed or caged, um, but almost every shop has some sort of uh, small woodland creature uh, either in the shop or like literally sitting in the shopkeeper's lap. I like this place, Holland. And the almost possibly even the most striking feature that you notice kind of as you're wandering is how easy it is to breathe here. It's as if almost like this is the cleanest air you've ever tasted or smelled. Um, and it just, it's just, if you had, if you had to describe it in a word, you'd say it's paradise. You live in a shithole. There's places like this around. <laughs> yeah, it's seriously nice here. One of oh. the shopkeepers that you're walking past uh, kind of says, not many of them. Didn't mean to eavesdrop, but uh, there are a few places on Skarn that are as pristine as here. The Ganges Forest, maybe. But uh, we've worked hard to make sure it's this nice here. That's for sure. Plenty of sacrifice went into it. I imagine. Do you know... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, do you uh, do you happen to know where I could find some place that sells like some good magical weapons? Magical weapons, you say? Well, I do have some items here. 
in stock. Why don't you go ahead and roll percentile for me four times there. Uh, percentile? Yep. And since Alan has been helping you shop, uh, you can roll each one of those with advantage, actually. So uh, you'll roll eight times and take the four best results. Okay. So, I don't know what went away. Um, game log. Does it break it down? Like to... If you hover over it, it should give you each of the dice. If you just hit like eight percentile, you might have to click on it. Okay. So the four best, I got 82, 82, 70, 62, 65. Yeah, right? Yeah. So 82, 70, 62, 65? Yeah. Four best ones. Well, I don't have a whole lot of weapons on hand at the moment. Um, I do have a scroll that you might find of use. What's the scroll? She starts rooting through her things. There is a weaponsmith across the way that might be able to help you. Let's see, where did I put that damn thing? She starts like setting <clears throat> various things up on, you know, like little brooches and, and uh, jewelry, things along those lines up on the counter. She's like reaching underneath behind. And you notice, despite the fact that this woman looks maybe 25 on a on a very, very bad day. Um, she's moving like she's elderly and infirm. Um, can I do a perception check to see if she's faking it or uh, that would be insight. And yes, can you I absolutely may. 15. Uh no, you in fact, as you start looking her over, you can sort of see like where there's like she'll move in a certain way and you see just a little bit of a lump like from like an arthritic joint um and as you're sort of observing her closer and closer you can start to see like signs of aging it's just that her skin looks like that of a of, of a human in her 20s uh, she's cool. definitely elf though I'm sorry, I never caught your name. She says, oh, uh, I, I apologize. Um, oh, yes, yeah. my, my name is Katina. Katina. How do you spell that, Travis? It's K-I-T-E-N-A. Thank you. Uh, you said, uh, Katina, nice to meet you. I'm Alland. This is my friend Haiku. Um, you said there was a weaponsmith around here. Uh, there are a few, yes. 
Um, what sort of weapons is it that you're looking for, I guess, would be the, the best question. Something, I guess, uh, a little smaller, like a little light, something light, you know, that can swing pretty fast. Ah, uh, so someone who deals with, like, daggers and things of the like. Mm -hmm. Daggers, short swords, maybe, maybe a short bow, I don't know. And I'm looking for beautiful and unique weapons. Hmm, I see. Well, uh, yeah, if you head across the way, you should, uh, there's a couple of people of the, uh, over in the Beast Clan section that uh, I think would have exactly the types of wares you're looking for. As for the scroll, uh, here we go, yes. Uh, this spell is Control Winds. Oh, how much is that? Well, normally, I would charge 500 gold. <laughs> Sorry. But you two seem like a nice young couple. We'll I just like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, like, I can let it go for 400. Uh, it's a bit steep. I, how about I come back? I'll, I'll see what's happening after I get paid for a job. Oh, of course. Of course. Thank you for your time, though. Thank you. Be safe. Take care. I'll toss her like a good, like three gold just for being nice. She smiles and says, Tanil be with you. While that exchange also is with you. <laughs> while that exchange <laughs> is going on, um, what are Charlung and uh, and Charlie doing? Uh, I take it we're gonna need a place to stay here, right? Or to stay here for a night? Yes, yeah, we should get rooms at the end. Was. Yeah, so I'll play for our rooms. Okay. Um, are you going with Sherlong or are you going to stay and hunt for inks? Uh, I was going to look to see if I could find inks, but also um, wanted to ask anyone else uh, in the party if anyone wanted to get a tattoo of a once per long rest haste, we could, uh, we could do that. Just saying. I don't know if anyone wants that. I, yeah, that would actually. Yeah. Because it's going to be uh, 250 golden inks, basically, uh, and like two and a half days of inking. But mm -hmm. we can uh, make that, Is that happen. Per, per person? Yeah. That's a lot for me. I need yeah. to sell some weapons and shit here. Speaking of weapons and shit, did I manage to figure out how to make that bow that has the the knife edges the sword edges on it uh not quite yet but there are also you you can clearly see there are several bowyers here and yeah I was about gonna... half of the population are carrying those bows yeah so cool. you could probably even get taught how to use one hell yeah 
Um, that that's the plan. And a follow up sidebar question. Yeah. If you have gems that are like magical and you put them in a weapon when you make them, do they become magical weapons? Uh, not unless the gem has some property that makes the weapon magical. And are those like easily available, like the gems with magical properties or no? They're just no, that would be something you'd need to like make probably or have a spellcaster make for you. Okay. Like something that would slot like like you would imagine like in a video game or something like that. Like you need a spellcaster to design that for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yep. Um, so Charlie, you walk through the square and make your way to the inn. Um, when you walk inside, it's pretty empty. You see there's a, uh, orc man behind the bar. Um, and you see like a horse head sticking in a window. I would assume you mean that it's attached to a horse, right? Not like yeah, a mafia yeah, like, thing. Well, um, <laughs> go ahead and give me a perception check real quick. <laughs> I think my mom's about to sleep with the fishes and terrified perception. That was a seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're pretty sure it's just a regular old horse. Barkeep says, uh, oh, excuse me, and turns from the horse to you. What can I do for you? Um, well, I was hoping to play for some rooms. Oh, bard. We haven't had a bard in here in quite some time. Ain't that right? And Horace goes, sure thing. That's interesting. Leans in further and you see like a humanoid shoulder and realize it's an iron bread that's been leaning in the window. Oh, is that the same as? Because there's another kind, right? Yeah, Sutak. Sutak. Do they look different? No, you can't tell the difference. Sutak tend to um self-mutilate sutaks tend to brand themselves with with uh molten lead but as far as like just by their face you can't tell the difference so like like a rogue sutak might i mean you know which one was technically a rogue sutak is by default an iron bread the only difference between the two of them is whether or not they've uh rejected the titans okay all right yeah they're not like like a separate like like a sub race or something like that. They're they're literally the same people. They're just divided by worship. Oh, okay. That makes way more sense. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, I don't even know. Um, so, like, can I can I do that? <laughs> uh, yeah. We probably won't see anybody in here until sundown. Maybe a little after. Is town. Uh, town hall meeting today and most folk are going to it. I think I'm going to make uh, the mister go. And the Iron Bread shakes his head and says, that's going to be the most boring, ridiculous, I don't want nothing to do with it. Something going on? There's a big meeting? Well, a couple things. Uh, we got the lady of the tribe, I guess you might say, the, the elder. Uh, she's not been seen around a bit. A couple of townsfolk would like to ask her husband about uh, about that. 
So that's a thing. We have some ambassadors in uh, from the various tribes. I think they're just planning on having a trade discussion, you know, which that sounds like nothing but a party. Um, you want a ale or a croissant or a, a cupcake or something while we're talking? Uh, it's on your it's on your tab, no charge. That's fine. Uh, I'll do an ale. All right. Um, he pours you. It it's like the thinnest ale you've ever seen in your life. It looks like Coors Light in an ale glass. It's <laughs> it's the first ale you've ever seen you can see through. <laughs> that tracks. All right. So there you go. It's the house what brew. What else? Uh, can I interest you in a pastry? And he walks over and opens this oven that's next to the bar. And your senses are assaulted with the sweetest, most delectable smell of baked goods <coughs> that you've ever experienced in your life. Uh, sure. Pick me whatever you think is the best. Can do. He pulls out uh, a fresh batch of cookies and lays them out on the counter and says, help yourself. I'll drop like two gold on the counter and tell him thank you. He scoops it up. Um, as you taste them, they're, it's you'd swear there's magic in this recipe. Can I cast identify? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you can cast identify. Can I cast identify on that damn thing? Uh, no, this this is not a magical item. Well then, interesting. Um, he says uh, there are also some visitors from out of town um, posted up outside. Uh, envoys from the Gleaming Valley that are uh, here to talk to the <clears throat> tribal leaders about something or other. Do I know what the Gleaming Valley is? Uh, the Gleaming Valley, yeah, you do, because uh, because of Breck, that's where the um, the homeland of the Hollow Legionnaires. Oh, okay. That's where they're born. And I have no reason to like think that that might be a problem, right? I mean, the only thing that that might worry you about is because as far as you know um the how legionnaires are you know champions they're good steadfast defenders of the people so if they're here to sound the alarm about something that might be a problem but uh you know you'd also expect that if they were here in that capacity they'd not be waiting outside to talk to someone you know? Fair. um so i mean you do know uh again just from from being friends with breck that the Hell Legionnaires are definitely interested in opening trade relationships with other settlements. They're trying to expand outside of the Gleaming Valley. They've built kind of their own, you know, nation there, but they want to start expanding their influence and their connections. So it might just be a diplomatic envoy to that end. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about that then. He says, well, um, you're welcome to uh, post up. Uh, here's some room key. How many people in your party? Um, there's what, five of us. Yeah. 
Seven if yeah. you count the guests that we're escorting. Oh, do I count them? It's not their whole in. I don't know. Whatever. Fine. Seven. So, well, we can cover the cost of five for a performance. Um, I tell you what, if you, uh, if you really knock the socks off and I can move enough ale, uh, I'll throw in the other two rooms. All right. Excellent. Um, you sit down and eat these amazing, delectable baked goods of various variety, everything, cookies, cakes. It's like there's almost like a never-ending just parade of, of baked goods making their way out of the oven and into the various shelves uh, that he has. And you see a couple of like elves and dwarves kind of meander in almost like as if as uh, Zugson is pulling out these baked goods that the scent is like luring folk in from the street <laughs> um, to pop in. And you do notice also that like nobody is ordering the ale. They're all just like, Oh, I'll take some, I'll take three cookies and a cake. Um, you want some ale? No, <laughs> it's kind of no, like it's the- terrible. <laughs> Um, do you make that observation out loud or do you just, yeah, sure. Fine. All right. Um, Zuggins says, well, it's not that, I mean, I'm learning. It's not, it's not that bad. And the iron bread doesn't even like lean in the window. It just says it's, it's horrible, babe. You should really order some from a dwarf or a human or perhaps a Slytherin that, uh, that was injured and brain damaged. Just, you shouldn't be, we need to get different. She's not wrong. <laughs> and Zugson turns around and throws a cookie out the window. Rough. So you think the ale's no good, huh? No, it's not great. I tell you what, how long are you in the area for? I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> That's fair. Do you know where you're heading from here? I, Sarah does not know that. Uh, you're going to the, the, you're ultimately going to the Bradreach Dwarf Village. You know that. I didn't know that until you said it. Um, yeah, to free free home. Travis, if you expect me to remember from one week to the next the name of a place that we're going, that's... I, I said oh, it, but Charlie remembers that. I said it 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I only listen about 30% of the time. So, here we that's are. Um, he says, well, if you, are, if you are going to visit with the um, dwarves, if you can bring me back some... If you'll agree to bring me back a, a keg of the best dwarven ale in Freehome. I'll cover the cost of that ale. I'll give you a, a week's free lodging here. And I'll throw in 100 gold for your trouble. All right. I think I can do that. Deal. He puts his big meaty orc hand across the meaty. counter. Yeah, he's for saying that. It's, it's like a ham on the end of his wrist. Just, Thanks for keeping up with it too. No problem. That's what. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, 
back in the village. Sharlong, uh, you are uh, making your way. You said you're on the hunt for uh, inks, right? Yeah, uh, I have some wolf hide to sell also from oh, awesome. our journey. How, how much, how much we, wolf hide? We had nine you? wolf hides. That's what you have me right now. Excellent. Beautiful. While I'm looking for that, um, why don't you go ahead and give me a charisma roll? If you don't mind. 21. Okay. Uh, as you're asking around, um, you notice they're not particularly circumspect about it when you ask about like tattoo inks people even just kind of folk on the road like eye you up and down and like like they're assessing your work like what you're wearing before they give you information about where to you know like the tats that you have basically before they give you information about where to find them um having said that though uh they appear to be quite impressed and tell you to head over to the northeast watchtower um and when you arrive there you find that the bottom floor of the watchtower is a massive tattoo shop there's probably a dozen people getting work done right now nice one of the artists kind of looks half ass over their shoulder as you walk and says, have a seat. We'll be with you as soon as we had an open chair. Uh, I'm actually a traveling artist myself and was hoping I might be able to uh, purchase some ink. Oh, that, that effect. Uh, yeah, give me like five minutes and I'll be right there. Sure. I browse through their flash art. Uh, there's a ton of it. Um, and you can see there's kind of pieces up on the walls. Um, go ahead and give me a wisdom check with your tattoo proficiency. Uh, 13. All right. Um, as you're looking at some of this, some of the art that's displayed strikes you as being on an odd parchment. Um, doesn't look like it was drawn in any sort of sketchbook or any sort of paper. And you get closer and inspect it and realize that it is skinned uh, elf flesh. Huh. I know I had considered doing uh, tattoo work on uh, leathers before. But that's... I assume elves are pasty and white, so, you know... They better, better, better flat color, I guess. I don't know. Uh, either that or those tattoos were done on them while they were alive. Hmm. Disturbing. Um, he wraps up what he's doing and walks over, you know, wiping his hands clean. Um, yeah. How much ink are you looking to get? Uh, so I have, uh, 250. 
than I would like to spend. I don't know if anyone else in the party was planning to throw in on tattoos, but otherwise, I'll just get I it. Got it. Okay. And were you trying to trade some pelts for some of that as well? Um, yeah, I don't know how, how much the wolf pelts go for on the open market or whatever. Um, here and with the persuasion roll you got, I would say you can score two gold per pelt. Oh, if it was a persuasion roll rather than a charisma check, uh, it would have been even three more so it would have been a 24 okay. i think uh yeah so we'll go two and a half gold per belt nine times 2.5 so 22 and a half yeah i guess i'll just just to make it nice even numbers i'll go i'll go in for 300 total all right um you Brings you over to the color palette, lets you pull whichever ones you want, uh, and gives you 300 uh, gold worth of, of ink. Um, you can note that uh, this ink is will provide a plus one bonus to your tattooing check. Oh, nice. Yeah, you've never, as you're like even just moving it around in the in the jar you've never seen ink that moved this smoothly like it seems to be like of a completely universal consistency which is not something you're accustomed to cool. don't go shaking that like you would uh something that you picked up in shells are you'll bruise the ink Understood. I put it in like a shock container. Had <laughs> <laughs> a box. Pack it like it's nitro. Yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, if uh, you need a chair, I think we've got an open one in the rotation like tomorrow. I don't believe we're staying here for long on this stop. We're escorting someone to free home. No. Oh. Nice. Haven't uh, haven't made the journey myself. Um, need to. Uh, got a cousin that's uh, married to one of the one of the dwarves there. We should go down and visit sometime. Hmm. Do anyway. we have a plan after free home? Just curious. Like as a group. Not currently. I don't think. If we were to come back through this way, uh, is there anything you'd like from there? Matter of fact, uh, if you're heading that way, um, give me five minutes. He uh, grabs some parchment and like scribbles out a letter, folds it up, and uh, says, if you can take this to the uh, uh, Splintersmith home, uh, and this is going to need to go to Anita Splintersmith. Very well. Um, and here, uh, he tosses you another bottle 
with 50 gold worth of ink in it for your trouble. Appreciate it. Um, then if Anita brings any, tells you to bring anything back, just drop it back off for me. Can't promise we're making the return trip, but if we do, I will let her know. Works for me. He says, Tini, I'll be with you. And you. Uh, back outside, uh, the two of you make your way over to the uh, Beast Clan section. Um, whereas most of the areas that you've seen so far uh, seem to be primarily dealing with um, plants. There's some jewelry that's made with like copper, things along those lines, but not anything uh, particularly like smithed or worked and a lot of woodworking. Um, as you get over towards the beast clans, like you start to hear like the uh, telltale tink of, you know, hammers on forges. And there's, it's also just kind of a more boisterous area where the Beast Clan representatives are, are camped out. Um, and as you walk up, you do see a, a smithy. And uh, the smith who's behind it is the statue, stature of a dwarf and has like a dwarven build, very broad-shouldered, um, very thick uh, build, but has absolutely like long elven features and definitely elven ears. That's so cool. And he's banging away on the forge, working on a, looks like a shield. Help you with something? Yeah, I'm looking for some some weapons around here. Where does this place to be at? Looks around. You see there's like weapon racks along the side. Aye. Anything particularly special here? Here's something you're proud of? I mean, everything. Gotta be like one thing where it's like your 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 your, your, your you know piece of resistance though. Oh, you want my uh, my masterpiece? Sure. I don't know if I can afford uh, it. I just want to know what it is. Just see what I'm look, what working with. Go ahead and give me a percentile roll, if you don't mind there. He pulls out uh, a dagger that stretches the description of dagger. It's almost a short sword. And uh, he lays it down. Um, 
you notice that there's extremely fine elven lettering carved along one side of the blade and uh, the other side of the blade has dwarven runes carved into it. Can I do an investigation check on or perception check on the weapon to see how good it is? Uh, sure, you can roll. Are you pr- proficient in perception? Uh, no, but I am right. an investigation. Uh, go ahead and roll your wisdom. Actually, go ahead and make an investigation roll. That's fine. That'll work. 19. Okay. Um, yeah, as you're looking at it, it looks like it's uh, very finely crafted, and you can tell um, by the sheen of the blade, by the way it's sitting, uh, that they're, this is very pure iron that this was made made from the steel is is has very little if any visible impurity in it and those uh carvings are like you're not sure you could stamp those in at that level of delicacy Mm -hmm. i nod appreciatively this is beautiful um how much would this go for Uh, you want me to get rid of, I mean, this is, I'm sure I can't afford it anyway. I'm just curious if I ever come back around here, if I could, this took me several, um, months of, of hard work. Uh, but I could probably be persuaded to let it go for 1100 Yeah. It does look worth it, but again, every, my blood right now. Every bit, uh, he picks it up and kind of starts spinning it around in his fingers. This is best feature of this thing, though. I mean, aside from it just being razor sharp, um, he flips it around and hands it to you to handle I take it uh it's weighted perfectly you can tell the minute they pick it up for throwing nice but aside from uh just being you know sharp as you could imagine uh it will let off a very faint white glow if there are any undead within about 60 feet of you oh shit it's only coming handy very handy if you're planning on traveling through, you know, near near the border of the horizon. This is beautiful. Um, I handed back. Yeah, I can't afford this right now, but I am definitely keeping this in mind. Well, it'll be here unless you know somebody else comes by with how much was that purse and a powerful need for a dagger. Eleven hundred. Um. I look around the shop for anything else, like another like kind of cool dagger for anything like within like a two hundred gold price range. Um, if any, he says, "Well, I don't have anything that's enchanted for that range, um, but I do have this." And he pulls out. Um, a walking stick 
and he walks up and taps the walking stick twice on the ground in front of himself and the tip of it opens up like flowers open and three blades come out of the tip i can let this go for 200 what exactly does it is it do anything it's just just like a a, a hidden weapon essentially well i mean it's nice it's a good sturdy walking stick um if you you can hold it you know hide it three taps to close it and it shuts um and it will give you uh, a pretty good reach he taps it twice and lunges it forward and you see you get about 10 feet out with a strike that's pretty impressive i like i scratch my chin making sure he can see the door from family ring that i'm wearing (laughs) (laughs) He says, well, uh, thanks. I, uh, I, uh, always felt a little bit of a pull to steal. My, uh, mom says it's, I've got, you know, I've got my uncles in me, but, uh, working with the wood, um, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a, there's a connection to it. You know, I, I do love making blades, but being able to do woodwork is 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 a passion for sure fascinating i'm smitten right now like a talented oh woodsmith and blacksmith (laughs) tell me more i'm keeping my poker face though so i probably look cranky as hell still (laughs) sure oh i'm like that's very uh interesting i've never thought of incorporating woodwork with um smith work i myself do jewelry as well as um weapons so really do you have any of your work with you uh do i i have the blade that i've been working on trying to mimic the i'm like well you know just a work in progress <laughs> well, let me see it let me see it so i pull out the bladed um bow it's like we've met some beasts uh elves in the in the on the way here and they had this fascinating bow and i just had to ask them to let me see it and show me how to use it and i hand it over like <laughs> he takes it and says have you been working with this for memory starts yeah kind of it's really impressive I blush, <laughs> but, but I'm like, no. <laughs> you're never going to get the weighting right on it, though, if you don't have a good reference piece. And he uh, pops one off of his wall and hands it to you. Oh, great. Uh, how much do you want for this one? Uh, how long are you in town? I look at Haiku, and I was like, we're not sure, right? I think we're just passing through. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting rest for tonight and think we might head the next day. I think that might be the case. Just, but you're in, you're in town for the remainder of the night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a client coming by in about an hour for this. Uh, so I need to finish this up, but I tell you what, why don't you uh, buy me a drink at the end and we'll call it square. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I kind of like 
punch him in the arm. I'm like, you're cool. Because <laughs> I don't know how to do this anymore. <laughs> he says, uh, thanks. Um, I didn't get your name, by the way. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm Alan. Uh, wonderful. I'm, uh, I'm Bark. Bark, B-A-R-K. Yep. Travis. Yes. Sexy. <laughs> Cool. Uh, I guess, and I'm like as shoving Heiko out of the door. So I will see you at the end. <laughs> Wait, I do want. I do want that walking stick, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your last mid-game pickup was an actual spider. So I think even a dude named Bark is probably better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, good times. <laughs> um, you do buy the uh, walking stick then as well. 200, right? Is that what you said? Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him 200. I just picture, I picture that uh, Haiku had like just finished counting out 200 and like leaves it on the counter and grabs <laughs> the stick. Like as Paul, it's like, okay, time to go. Time to go by. Um, so the way you can mark that down is it's it's a quarter staff, uh, but it's also a dagger. Okay. And the dagger just gives you the same reach. Okay. Wait. So it's quarter staff plus dagger reach, or wait? Yeah, it's a quarter staff. You can use it as a quarter staff. You can also use it as a dagger, except that dagger has a ten foot reach. Gotcha. Cool. So it's kind of a pole arm plus dagger. Mm-hmm. So you can mark it as two weapons, but just remember that it's effectively one weapon. Okay. As for your bow. A second here. I have to apologize to Heiko later, but I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Out of curiosity, I can always enchant weapons later on, right? Yeah, if you learn like magical means of doing so, you absolutely can. Or like I like hire somebody to do it for me too, you know? So I, I mean that as well, yes. That is assuming that the uh base thing is mastercrafted or whatever. Uh that's not a thing in five E oh. necessarily. All right. Yeah, there's no there's not any actual mastercraft bonuses. So you just need to have a high quality item, which this qualifies for for sure um all right are you all heading back to the end then yes but what is the name of the bow i'm p- posting it in the uh zoom chat oh, it's okay. an elven razor bow thank you thank you you're welcome <laughs> So, Charlie, as you're sitting there, the rest of the party shows up. Were you saying something? Uh, did we get more gold right now when he gave us the, the point in the coin purse? That didn't count? No, because you counted it as you were going, right? I kind of, yeah, the ones up till we got there. Right. Oh, yeah, everybody so we, was supposed to log 75 when that guy gave us the pouch. 
So you, you, you right. Some- so whatever you counted on your way there was should have been seventy five. Gotcha. Okay, right. cool. Just making sure. Well, I mean, he only gave seventy five of it. Oh, I thought you meant seventy five. Right, ninety five total. Yeah, it's like ninety five. So far, been paid seventy five. Right. He still right. owes us each twenty, is what Travis okay. is That's saying. But if you already wrote it yeah. down, he still owes you twenty, and just Got remember right. that. Don't count it again. Right, right. Just making sure. Um, so you all arrive, and now it's picking up. Charlie's playing. Um, why don't you go ahead and give me a performance check, Charlie? Uh, 19. Excellent. Are you trying to get people to try the ale? Um, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can't do that. Wonderful. Um, yeah, you walk in, there's probably about uh, 15 people in the common room. You can see the iron bread uh, poking his head in through the window every once in a while and talking to somebody who's sitting down, shouting things back and forth. There's an orc behind the bar. Um, just a grand old, fun old time happening at the uh, at the inn. Um, Charlie's plan doing some fine uh fine tunes um what would everyone like to do when you arrive at the at the end sorry you're being really weird with that that guy owned what was that about i just like his smithing and then i blush (laughs) i'm like stop (laughs) it leave it alone (laughs) Alan, give me a. It was so nice, though. Give me a perception check if you don't mind, Alan. Yes, I'm trying to change the subject to that nice sword. Yeah, it was really nice sword. Uh, Nine perception check. You got a nine on your perception check? Yeah. You don't notice anything unusual. Well, I'm flustered. So, what do you expect? Uh. When Haiku, as you're talking to Alan, you see a iron bread um, with blonde mane, wearing just like a simple tunic, kind of come creeping up behind Alan, uh, like he's gonna grab her from behind. Watch your back, Alan. I prepare like the, my little core stuff. I'm not. I knew anything about it. <laughs> uh, you spin around and you recognize this iron bread as a fellow by the name of Corn Silk Sam, who uh, pretty much like right. You you grew up together. Uh, but pretty much like right after adulthood, uh, he took off to the Gleaming Valley and you haven't seen him since. So says, I feel like it's going to be like, he says, what's your back, Holland? I turn like ready to fight and they still like, oh, shit. <laughs> he gives you a I big think I hug. think if we bonk him with the quarters out, I don't like to get out. I just like, <laughs> kind of bonk him. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> your boyfriend's heavy handed. Why does everyone assume he's my boyfriend? We're Because he hit me with a stick when I hugged you. That's why. What does that mean? How have you been, dude? It's been forever. I'm, I'm You're great. tall now. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I grew into my ears. Um, my husband, uh, well, one of my husbands owns this bar. And so um, I, I'm working the stables. That's awesome. You live here. This is the nicest place I have ever been to. 
it really is it's amazing um when uh we talked about like zug wanted to set up a uh in you know and we talked about a couple different places we talked about the gleaming valley we talked about uh up in the plains of lead where he's from but no it is just it's just as hot and miserable as back home but there are also angry orcs up there um just wasn't into it and uh that's terrible it's not great I, I and giant saying. mosquitoes um, there are also giant mosquitoes up there that's true um but we go we go up once a year to visit his family um you know we talked about the gleaming valley but uh honestly not the best place to start a business right now unless you have money like big money there's there's a lot of people investing there pretty heavily um anyway i'm sorry i'm boring the crap out of you how's things did you what are you doing here why are you this far from home oh yeah sorry i'm being rude this is my friend haiku we are escorting uh fuck what's his name uh some asshole jerdaki jerdaki i was gonna say (laughs) corolla we're escorting jerdaki um to his hometown so we are passing through but crazy to like run into you here yeah it's a small world um well if there's anything i can do to make your stay more pleasant you let me know if you need anything stabled uh i am an official stable boy um otherwise uh get yourself my husband is one of the best bakers on all of galspad and i'm not just saying that but don't drink the ale noted um thank you so much yeah no let's catch up later that's it's so good to see you it's so good to know that you know you ended up somewhere nice after you kind of you know went off on your own you never know well i went i I actually um i spent a couple years in the gleaming valley as a siblinger which is uh um which was cool and a trip um but then i you know i met zug and that was pretty much that um, but yeah, I got a lot of, uh, a lot of found family up there. You should visit while you're in this part of the region. It's a beautiful place. We might. It's all right. Well, uh, I better get back to work. Uh, he run, runs off. I'll see you more soon. Bye. He runs off. It's crazy. What are the rest of you doing? Charlie is playing your way through a uh, place to stay. Uh, any of you ordering any food, doing anything else? I'm getting ale and, and baked goods. Uh, the baked goods are divine. The ale is like, uh, it, it tastes about like the water in Shell's Art tastes. Aiku loves it. <laughs> <laughs> this is really good ale. <laughs> <laughs> you should be proud of this well thank you my husband was being very rude about it earlier i don't know what he's talking about this is go- this goes down so easy i love it <laughs> here have another glass on the house oh my god everyone's so nice around here <laughs> i want to move here alan <laughs> yeah 
I kind of do too. <laughs> well, I was just uh, mentioning, like, we don't really have a plan after getting Dradaki where he's going. Do we? No. We could come back. There does seem to be some enjoyment and uh, friends to be had around here for a lot of us. Yeah, can you imagine going back to Shelzer after this? This is the only place I've ever been that I've liked. Yeah. When I die, bury me here. No doubt. About, about that time, your uh, new acquaintance, Bark, walks in. Um, he's now wearing, uh, rather than like the work apron and tunic, he's got on like a finely stitched um, like linen tunic. Uh, that has like golden patterns stitched into the edges of the sleeves and the hem. Um, he's wearing a buckler, a wooden buckler on one arm, and has his has a razor bow like strapped to his back. Um, he comes in. Says, uh, "Hello there. Good to see you." Hi, come sit with us. <laughs> For sure. Try the ale, it's so good. I'm just scarfing down an injury. <laughs> I mean, I do owe you uh, ale. <laughs> you do owe me a drink. Um, <laughs> normally, I just get the whiskey here, but uh, you guys if, you're, if you're in an ale mood, we could drink ale too. Ah, uh, no, I'm like, uh, Zug, two whiskeys, please. <laughs> he pours two whiskeys and sets them up. What is, uh, what is Charlung doing around all this? Uh, just hanging out, watching people, enjoy their time, uh, laughing along with jokes. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. Being a barfly. About 20 minutes or so into you all being there, uh, you notice Dradaki kind of come in. Um, just looking sort of crestfallen almost. And he kind of walk, just ambles his way up to the bar, uh, gets a room key, and walks out of the common dining area. Uh, can I do a perception check on him as he walks uh, in? Sure. Why don't you roll insight? Insight. Nope, I have no clue. What'd you get? Five. Okay, yeah. I mean, he looks sad. That's pretty obvious, but... That's about all you get from him. It doesn't pay me enough to care. You're obviously uh, a little distracted at the moment. <laughs> um, Bark starts explaining to you, you know, he's uh, from Free Home. Um, his 
father is actually a, a Broadreach elf and his mother is a dwarf. Um, what? His father's a Broadreach elf, his mother's a Broadreach dwarf. Oh, cool. So yeah, he uh, explains that he, you know, had some uncles that came and visited when he was a child from the Kelders who uh, started him out on the, the smithy work. Um, a lot of the people in his clan prefer to work with wood, but uh, he found the marriage of the two to be quite uh, exhilarating to work on. Yeah, I've never seen it done so beautifully. Well, well I'm sure. never done at all, but it's very nice. Your work is very nice. Yes, well, thank you. Um, I'm certainly not the only one um, who does this kind of work among the dwarves, but you know, it's rarer. Uh, it's cool though. Uh, people, you know, been pretty supportive. My. Uh, my mom's always been very cool with me kind of pursuing what I wanted to pursue. And, you know, dad's fine with it. Yeah, we, we're not, I guess, as close as we could be. He's kind of wrapped up in his own little world, I suppose. Um, he tends to he's more of a martial fellow I guess you might say interesting little little disappointed I think um, that yes, I, I didn't think decide to what what was that is that family can be complicated yeah I think he's just disappointed that I uh, didn't go into um, hunting um particularly hunting titan spawn that's kind of his uh chosen trade interesting but i figure we have enough of those things that uh you know we have to fight when they periodically show up i don't want to go looking for them that is very prudent well why I say, as I clearly always go find trouble, but I say, well, <laughs> why go find trouble when you can just relax, you know? <laughs> right. I figure it's going to <laughs> walk in one way or the other. Mm -hmm. um, you come to a lull in your performance, a good, a good time for a break, Charlie. Um, are you going to rejoin the group and see what they're up to? Or are you going to just stay up on stage? Oh, I'll go check and see what everybody's up to and if they need anything or let them know that we have rooms. Okay. <clears throat> cool. Um, Brick says, oh, you're friends with the Bard? Yeah. Um, we are here together. Um, Charlie is great. They're, they're really great. They've saved my hide uh, several times over. Well, then I suppose I owe you thanks because it's a very nice hide you've saved. Any uh I blushed. Bow to the wow wow. 
<laughs> I'm like, uh, another whiskey, please. <laughs> um, he hands you a couple of coins and says, it was very beautiful uh, music you performed. Um, Thank you. He says, tell me, do you know uh, uh, Tennille's eyes? What? Do you know I the, barely the, know her. Do you know the song Tennille's <laughs> right? Eyes? Uh, it's a very, very common, like, uh, ballad, love ballad about how Tennille is the most beautiful goddess, so on and so forth. So it's something I do know? Probably, yeah. Chances are Yeah, good. sure. Um, he slides you another five gold and says, I wouldn't mind if you opened your next set up with that. All right. I will do that. Um, is anyone doing anything else before the next set begins? You know what I like about this ale? I've drinking like 20 of these and I haven't felt a thing yet. You know? <laughs> Everybody else in the ale's in, in the inn's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> awesome. I gotta pee really bad though. Beer bad. <laughs> it's like the water and shells are. Because alcohol is the illegal what? there, you get it? <laughs> Um, you start playing your second set. Uh, Bark asks if you would like to dance. I'm, I'm like me. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I could ask uh, Haiku, but he's in the bathroom again. It's fair. Uh, there a long time too. <laughs> <laughs> I could come back. Like, okay. Um, I'm gonna roll a performance check to see if I can dance. I don't think I'm, I can dance. I'm gonna toss you a bardic inspiration when I see you get up to to dance. <laughs> I, I know I can. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. And it registers in full for you the first uh, for the first time as he like helps you to your feet. Uh, the height differential that you two are working with. I was about to ask. <laughs> Mr. Miracle and Big Barda. Because he's like a cool 4'9". <laughs> <laughs> strong, strong 4'9", though. Like, strong. I mean, You're like a, he's, a thick 4'9". He's built like a square, yeah. He's 4'9 both ways. But like... <laughs> Can we get a half enlarge and a half reduce over here? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I'm about it. <laughs> All right, so roll, go ahead and roll your performance check. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 15, and then uh, the Bardic Inspiration gives me advantage, right? No, it gives you a D8 to add to it. Oh, a D8 to add to it? That's even better. <laughs> Yellow. And... Um, I think that's an eight. Let's see. Uh, that was one. <laughs> Fifteen. <laughs> All right. Fifteen's still pretty good, though. Um, you managed to... Uh, not step on his feet. <laughs> absolutely not step on his feet, but also, uh, you know, you turn some heads. Kind of everybody in the... When, when the song finishes up, uh, you notice about half of the people in the 
in are clapping for Charlie and the other half are clapping, like looking at the two of you. Who were the only people dancing? Maybe you will pass gracefully. And so that's where you learned it. Dear Jesus. <laughs> Dear Tennille, I mean. At that moment, I probably like walk out from that bathroom and just like, like it's like that moment where like, you're like, I'm not drunk. And you go to the bathroom, you pee and like, oh, I'm really drunk. So then, <laughs> I like walk into like the, the dining room and I'm just like, <laughs> Zug looks over the bar and says, "That's never happened before." <laughs> Haiku's dedicated. Um, about this time, uh, a couple of the elder elves come walking in, uh, also kind of looking a bit sour. Um. They sort of walk past your table, and as they do, you you hear them uh, going back and forth in Elvish. Do does anyone who's sitting at the table speak Elvish? No. Okay. Uh, you do notice that. Um, go ahead, and uh, I'll have all of you make a insight check, and you can have advantage on this one, um, Alan, if you'd like. Can I'm I make one too, even though I'm performing? Oh, you absolutely can. Yeah. I'm passed out. So I'm not taking it. That's fair. 14. Uh, you definitely notice the bad mood on these two elves that have walked in. And you certainly notice that um, the guy that Alan is sitting with noticed it as well. Um, Alan, what'd you get? 15. All right. You notice uh, like Bark probably for the first time since he sat down, his attention gets kind of drawn away as they walk in for a moment. Uh, and then he just looks back at you. Um, and you see him kind of compose himself, but he does look concerned for a moment. And what did uh, you is get, everything Shayla? okay? Oh, one, just one second. Did you make the check, Charlie? Uh, 16. Okay, same. You notice yeah. same. Um, he says, yeah, uh, the, the, those are a couple of the town elders. They just, it sounds like something not great happened at the meeting um, that I probably should have gone to, but, you know, oh, well. Uh, do, do you need to go talk to them or something? Um, like, I, I might just poke my head over and see what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. walks over and he's gone for about four or five minutes and he comes and sits back down as well. Apparently, um, that group of hollow legionnaires outside of town, mm -hmm. um, are looking for some help. And, uh, there was a bit of a kerfuffle because the, um, Matriarch isn't here. So there was a bit of disagreement about whether or not we could afford to uh, offer them some aid. But sounds like we kind of kicked the can down the road for a couple of days. Um, 
and they're looking to hire some mercenaries. Um, hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, if it wasn't uh, if it wasn't stuck here, I might go look at making a, a little bit of coin. I don't know. Going and looking for some missing uh, glowing people can't be that hard, right? Nope, you really can't. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, nothing to worry too much about. And they have dug enough into our night. I know you've got to head out uh, early tomorrow, right? Oh, um, we don't know what time, but um, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I shouldn't keep you uh, too long then. I know that uh, traveling, even in the trails of the uh, horizon, can be pretty exhausting. So I should probably take my leave of you. Um, but you know, if you have time and want to, uh, swing by my shop before you leave town, it'd be good to see you in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gets up and says, I had a lovely time. Thank you for the drinks. Um, thank you for the bow. I hope it serves you well. I hope I learned how to use it. <laughs> and he uh, turns and walks out. Damn it. <laughs> and that's where we'll wrap things up for this week. No, I was going to go scrape Haiku off the floor. <laughs> okay, go scrape Haiku off the floor. Yeah, I'll like scrape Haiku off the floor kind of like and sit him next to me <laughs> again. As like, you do, I kind of like drunkenly, like in my like half asleep, like just I go like, Haiku, you're my best friend. I want to be like you one day. And I, <laughs> I awesome, you know. <laughs> Love it. Anybody else have any last uh, bar moments they want to get in before we wrap things up? Wonderful. I think so. That's where we'll pick up uh, next session. Uh, any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns about this week's session? Uh, Good times. Uh, oh, Ariana Grande are really in it now. <laughs> Love it. All right. Um, so, yeah, we will be back here uh, two weeks from tonight. Uh, we'll be at full strength and we'll see uh, what happens next in this uh, exploration of the Broadreach Horizon. Um, Again, I want to just remind everybody that if you are liking what you see, uh, obviously, if you've not yet done so, please make sure that you follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff, uh, regardless of whether you're watching this live on Twitch or later on at uh, YouTube. Uh, make sure you're subscribing to the platform where you see it. If you uh, want to check out Dead Man's Rust, it is available for pre-order over on Backerkit. Uh, Pre-orders get access to the pre-edited manuscript of the text, so you could start your adventure in the Broadreach Horizon right away with it. Um, I also want to remind you that 
there is a sale over at our partners at Indie Press Revolution. Uh, it's the Halloween sale. It has several Onyx Path Productions books in it, uh, including uh, some of the 20th anniversary edition Dark Ages is in there. Um, Wraith 20th special edition is in there. Change on 20th special edition is in there. And all of the Scarred Lands books that are currently available uh, at Indie Press Revolution are also in that sale. And those are half off. So head over for the half ween sale. Throw that link in the chat there. And uh, do you want to encourage you to stop by Saving Sphere this weekend uh, over at the Bodana Group? A lot of the panels are going to be streamed on the Bodana Group's Twitch channel. Um, and there are, as I said before, games set up that you can purchase tickets for. And I think you can still sign up to run games uh, to raise money for the Bodana Group, which is an amazing charity. And I will put their link in the chat as well. Um, I have been Travis Legg. My pronouns are he, him, they. And uh, when I'm not doing this, I am writing Scarredland stuff and developing Scarredland stuff and writing stuff for other game lines and all types of fun stuff. So if you look my name up anywhere on the internet at Travis Legg, you'll find me. Um, let's go ahead and go in reverse order. So let's start <laughs> things off with Charlie. Please tell us uh, who you are, what you do, uh, who you are playing pronouns, pronouns, and where we can find you on the interwebs. Okay. Um, I am Sarah Charnober. I play Charlie. Both of us are she, her. Uh, I am all over the internet as worked with Sarah. I have a podcast uh, called the Twin Freaks Podcast, which is on all the podcasting places. And I stream on both YouTube and Twitch. Thank you so much. Next up, please, if you would, Haiku, give us your pertinence. Hey guys, I'm Mike Mutant. Um, I am sometimes a comic artist when I feel like it, you know, when that art block isn't kicking my ass. Uh, and I also, uh, I'm Mike Mutant everywhere online, pretty much. Uh, I stream here on Twitch every now and then, some video games, art streams, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and I'm playing Haiku, both of us, he, him. Yeah, that's me. Rock and Rolla, Charlon, please give us your pertinence. Hey there, I'm Corey Frang, aka Narf on the internet, uh, they, them, playing Charlung, and yeah, I don't know, I don't really have anything fun or exciting to plug this week. You're muted. Caves of Cud is always fun. Oh yeah, Caves of Cud is fun. You should check it out. We're about to, I think the beta is about to go live on the main line, which is interesting. So, new character creation menus by me. Yay. Yeah, hit that up on Steam and, and then tweet at Narf and let them know what you think of the new UI. If it's nice. If it's not, just reflect quietly on your opinion. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, oh, that also reminds me, speaking of Steam, uh, if you didn't know, Creature Collection is up for Fantasy Grounds. You can pick it up on Steam. So... I almost forgot to plug that. Sorry. Thanks for reminding me. And I guess that leaves us with Alan. Please give us your pertinence. Uh, I am uh, Milena Deneno, a human artist. <laughs> and I play Alan, who is really in it now. Uh, and I don't have anything to, oh, I guess I posted a PDF of my sketchbook scans on my Patreon. So for a dollar, you can see 28 pages of my sketchbook. 
Um, but you don't have to. It's and fine. I believe there's a vampire character hidden in there, isn't there? A certain. Yes, there is. One of our characters from the Friday Vampire the Masquerade uh, stream is drinking eyeball boba tea. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It's all good. Um, I'm excited to see what happens next in this story. And nervous and excited. But Well, good. Me too. I look forward to seeing where this goes. Uh, and uh, once again, I would encourage you all to be here. We're uh, running this game the first, third, and fifth Wednesday of every month. Um, so please make sure you join us. Uh, and if you have not yet done so, please go get your shot. Um, they have, the CDC has uh, approved boosters for a whole bunch of people. If you go to their website, you can see who. If you're on that list, go get a booster. Get a flu shot. Just vaccinate. Just, just take care of yourselves. Take care of the people you love. It's the responsible and smart and kind thing to do. And the world mm -hmm. can use more of all of those things. Exactly. So thank you. Thank you so much for spending this time with us and uh, hang out. I'm going to send a raid over to our good friends over at Devil's Luck Gaming, uh, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.